You're listening to the Fantasy Football Show. Ready to go on 1580 AM CBS Sports Radio, the Fanatic talking with Russ Bliss on the Red Zone, as I've done for 16 straight years. I've been on this program with Russ Bliss, who has been doing it longer than anybody. This radio program on CBS Sports Radio, The Fanatic, 1580 AM, in Phoenix, has been going on longer than any fantasy football radio show in the world. On the planet, in the universe, this is the longest-running fantasy football radio show ever. It's going on 23 years. Russ Bliss has been doing it, the red zone, for 23 years. And I've joined him every single week during the fantasy football season for 16 straight years. And this is where I got my start in fantasy football in 2004, dropping bold predictions on what was at the time NBC Sports Radio. What's up, Silver? What's up, Avery? So back when we were on NBC Sports Radio... I was dropping the bold predictions, the Arian Foster, the Michael Turner, um, right before Priest Holmes or right after Priest Holmes kind of emerged. Um, that's about when I got in the fantasy football business and dropping bold predictions is what I started to do and where my niche kind of got developed on this radio program. I'm always excited when it comes back around. We're gonna go live here soon. I'm I'm I'm, I'm trying. We had a technical difficulty last week with the audio. It still worked, but it was I was on speakerphone. Um, I'm having them dial in this time. Now, I, it's hard to test this beforehand because the radio station, there's so much, there's a small amount of time before we go live. We can't really test this out. So bear with me. I'm hoping uh, that we, we, we every, everything uh, works out from, from the, the onset of the program. So just bear with us if there's any audio difficulties right out of the gate. We'll get them fixed. I'll get back on the phone if for any reason this doesn't, uh, this doesn't, this isn't fluid when we go live, but I can answer your questions until we go live. Once I'm on the air, guys, I, it's hard for me to respond or read or do anything, so please know that. No, I'm not ignoring you. This is a different show than what I normally do. It's a great show. It's an informative show, and you're going to get a lot of fantasy football content from it. Um, yes, please hit the like button on the way in the door, uh, as uh, Alba says. Hit the like button for me. But I am not ignoring you. And if anybody says in the comments, because they haven't joined us yet, they join later and they go, Smitty, why aren't you answering my question? I need you guys to throw the smack down. Be polite, but just be like, bro, he's in the middle of a CBS Sports interview. He can't really get to you yet. How can I assist you? And then you guys can help each other out. So, uh, yeah, thanks for the info, says Devin. Devin, I appreciate you being here. Uh, Larry, what's going on? Larry, is there a way you could post the YouTube link in the forum? Um, I know I already have a topic there, but if you could, that'd be great. If not, no problem. Um, so uh, I got Aaron Rodgers in the seventh, says Jeremy. Well, Jeremy, you just ripped off your league. Great job. Should I trade Zeke Elliott for Hill and Bell, says Lucas. You're getting Tyreek Hill and Le'Veon Bell for Zeke. Uh, if it's a dynasty league, I'd probably say no. If it's a redraft league and people are freaking out, or you're freaking out about Zeke and somebody's trying to buy before he gets back into the mix and signs a contract or misses just one week, because I think that's what's going to happen, then that owner's trying to, yeah. Uh, Hill for Hill and Bell, I think I'd take Hill and Bell, bro, if it's redraft. In Dynasty, no way. 
What's up, big timer? Larry says, I'll post a link right now on sleeperu.com. So we're waiting for the call. Again, bear with me if there's any audio problems right out the gate on the show, but going live on 1580 AM, The Fanatic, uh, which is a, a CBS Sports affiliate. We have been on this program doing this for, or I've been doing it 16 years. Russ has been doing it 23. There is no longer fantasy football radio program in the world. What's up, Dave? What's up, Dylan? Tell your friends. Let them know what's up. Let them know that we are live. I'm going to post this link on uh, Facebook and Twitter. If you guys want to post the link as well, this is the link. Please spread the word. Let people know that we are live on YouTube. Live on... Why is my computer... Coming to a crawl, live on YouTube, CBS Sports Radio, right now. Okay, so I'm going to post that, and then go to Twitter and post that. Okay. Live on YouTube. CBS Radio. Okay. Posted, posted, posted. Take a lap, Dylan. Take a lap, Dylan. Review my teams, says Dylan. Dylan says, look at what I said. Dylan. (laughs) Oh. Let me see what you got, Dylan. Dylan, I'm looking. I don't see it, Dylan. I don't see it, Dylan. Where am I looking? Review the teams in the Followers Money League. I don't know what you're talking about. You're talking about the league we already did? I've already re- reviewed those teams. Okay, so let's get to it. We're waiting for the call from CBS uh, Sports Radio, the Fanatic affiliate. Uh, and uh, we're going to be talking fantasy football wide receivers. We're going to talk a little bit, I think, Zeke Elliott, Mel- Melvin Gordon, maybe some Patrick Mahomes, and then get right into the wide receivers. Um and uh, let me just see if there's any other place. I guess I guess I should go live on Instagram. Let the Instagram peeps know we are about to go live on CBS Sports Radio, and we need them over here. What questions you got for me before I go live, guys? I had to show uh, Avery. Maybe reword that. I'm not sure. I already reviewed him, Dylan. I'm not gonna review him again. Best in the business says Owen. Thank you, sir. Thank you. It's on Sleeper U. Thank you, Larry, who posted the link to this uh, live stream. What's up? Smitty says, Logan just drafted Damian Williams with Darwin Thompson. He's a smart man. And David Montgomery today. Logan, you get a get-out-of-lap free card. Here it is, sir. You can present that anytime you want. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. For drafting both Damian Williams and Darwin together and still getting David Montgomery. 
All right, guys, 36 people in the room. We are close. CBS Sports Radio, we're about to go live as we do every single week, as we do every single year for the last 16 straight years. We've been doing this radio program. I've been going on the Rust Bliss, the Red Zone, co-hosting one full hour every single week for 16 straight years. Excited about the 2019 season. Can you tell? I'm ready. All right, I'm ready. I'm amping up. I'm getting ready. If you are watching over on Instagram, go to youtube.com slash the fantasy football show. I'm live on CBS Sports Radio. Or I'm going live. Radio on my YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash the fantasy football show. All right, let me pin that biatch. Okay. Had the 1.04, got Kamara, Evans, AB, Kittle, Monty, DJ Moore. You did absolutely fantastic, Avery. Good job. Breda or Coleman? Coleman. Coleman, by a lot. Crushing the like button gang, says Larry. Punch it, punch it. 46 people in the room. Let's get this to 200 before we get live, like we did last night. Last night we had 260 people in the room for like a half hour or more. We were, we were, we were popping last night. <clears throat> Evans or Edelman, come on, Dylan. We don't even know who the real Dylan is anymore. Dil- the name Dylan is now tainted. Now Tate Dylan is gone. Dylan, we don't know if Dylan will ever return, if he was ever the real Dylan. We don't know. But Dylan, the answer that, to that question for anybody watching that doesn't know, Evans crushes Edelman. Can't stand Edelman in the third round. Hey, Smitty, what, what's up? Sent you a DM. Well, I have bad news for you. I probably won't see it, dude. I get like 100 or 200 DMs a day right now. It's ridiculous at least every two days i have about 100 to 200 so um oh you sent me about the video debate uh dm you about video debate if you can make one well if you send me a video clip i will put it in that debate and then i'll move your question up the docket if you would like to have your question read and then people arguing your question what i'm talking about is uh on instagram i said if you have a question that you you know trade question we will debate it, and I'll have two different people. You guys, the followers, debate it, and then I'll decide what you should do. Dylan's like a kid saying, Dad, 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 while I'm on the phone. Uh, where do you think Chubb should be drafted in 10-team PPR? I think right outside the first round, because I think he's like a you know borderline top 12 guy. Fantastic pick there, especially if you cuff him. Uh, but as I talked about last night, Nick Chubbs and and Cream Hunt are, you know, one. You have to draft both. But as I said last night, I'm liking Dontrell Hilliard. Smitty, I had a big draft on Sunday night. Uh, you would have liked my start. Cook, Mike Thomas, David Montgomery. I like that that three, that top three you got there. Two QB strategies. Um, grab at least Mahomes, Watson. A-Rod Mayfield and at least at least one of those guys in the first like two rounds. 
depends on the league history. If no one goes QB in the first round, which is rare in a two QB league, um, Dennis dropping the super chat. Thank you, Dennis. Um, just go off your league history. Quarterbacks go like crazy. Take a top four running back. Don't take a quarterback if a top four running back is there. That includes Zeke Elliott. Get Zeke Elliott. Get Pollard. You'll be fine. Then in the second round, get a QB. You have to have at least one QB in those first two rounds, I think, in order to have a big year. Uh, thoughts on Jared Cook and Austin Hooper? They're both middle of the pack, tight ends, medi- mediocre, but could be okay. How do you feel about Hooper? He's okay. You'll record it tomorrow, P.S. Okay, send it over. Hey, Smitty, what do you think of this squad? Chubb, Damien Williams, Henry Evans, Odell Diggs. I like it. Nice work. All right, let's see. I might have to put these headphones on because I think I need to hear when they call up. Going live in about two to three minutes, I believe, on CBS Sports Radio the fanatic. Oh, Dennis. I'm sorry. Uh, Dennis super chatted. Should push the like button. Sign up for Sleeper U, says Dennis. That's a fantastic super chat message. I love it. Thank you, Dennis. You are the bomb. Who do I start? Week one Stafford or Brissett or Darnold? Ugh, none of those guys. I have Pollard in my leagues, all my leagues, and Zeke and none. That's funny. Consider trading him to the Zeke owner if you could hold him over his head. Hey, Smitty, what do you think of Chubb, D. Williams, Henry, Evans, Odell, Diggs? I already read that one. That's fantastic. In like a two, two-team two league. Get on over to SleeperU. Oh, sleeper. Yeah, get on over to SleeperU.com for sure. But Instagram, get on over to YouTube.com slash the fantasy football show. Amari Cooper, good to go game one. He should be. That's the thinking. Do you think any receivers get 300-plus fantasy points? I think... That, yeah, I mean, in PPR, you could be looking at uh, uh, four or five guys that could get that. You know, Odell, I think, could. Um, Mike Thomas, I think. Uh, uh, Hopkins, definitely. Devontae Adams. Let's say Hopkins and Adams are most likely, but I think Odell's got that, you know, monster appeal. Love Odell. This is Smitty. Hey, Smitty, how you doing? Good. Can you hear me okay? Awesome. This is Jason from 15A Fanatic. You ready to go on air? Uh, yeah. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you all right. Uh, let, me, let me switch mics real quick. Uh, this always does this to me. So uh, can you hear me any better right now? Yeah, that sounds a lot better. Okay, perfect. All right, thank you. All right, cool. We got uh, a little, uh, about two minutes. All right. All right. Put you on hold. Can you guys hear him Okay. A minute and a half before your uh, intro plays, and Smitty is on the line. Sorry, I was talking to him. Can you guys hear uh, CBS Sports over there? <laughs> Will do. Let me know if you guys can hear him okay. We might have to listen to the, the ads, and I talk over that during the breaks because of the way that I'm setting it up this time, but it's going to be a much clearer audio. But let me know if you can hear everything okay. I'm kind of checking to make sure you guys have good audio. Of, of the other line of CBS guys. Great. Okay. So this should be good. This should be a, an awesome connection. This will be a lot better than, than last time. Um, we'll be dialed straight in. Boom, boom, boom. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Let's rain some fire. We need a little fire. Who are we dedicating this fire raining to? Let's see. Let's dedicate it to our boy. Uh, 
let's dedicate it to Odell Beckham Jr. And let's dedicate it to uh, Dalvin Cook. So let's rain a little fire as we get ready for the CBS Sports Spot that we do the whole hour long on CBS Sports Radio, uh, The Fanatic. If you're over on Instagram, get on over to YouTube.com slash The Fantasy Football Show, or you're missing out on the real interactive experience on the YouTube show. We're YouTube living my weekly that I've done for 16 straight years, my weekly fantasy football one-hour segment over on uh, the CBS Sports Radio affiliate, The Fanatic, 1580 AM, Phoenix. Been doing it longer than anybody this show. 23 years. NFL fans and fantasy football fanatics, it's time to get into the red zone. Talking fantasy football in the NFL with Russ Bliss on AM 1580 The Fanatic and also on 99.3 FM. The Red Zone is brought to you by Santisi Brothers Pizzeria and Sports Grill. Located in the Bell Canyon Pavilions just west of I-17 on Bell Road, Santisi Brothers features award-winning pizzas, wings, classic Italian dinners, boar's head subs, burgers, baby back ribs, fresh seafood, and much more. Santisi Brothers also has a sports fan's ultimate viewing experience, the wide wall of sports. Over 50 flat-screen high-def televisions on one wall and over 100 flat-screen TVs in all. There's a game room with pool tables, dartboards, and weekly poker tournaments. For more info on nightly specials and events, go to SantiziBrothers.com. Is that clear? You guys still hear everything clear, right? Facebook. Remember, if it ain't Santisi Brothers, forget about it. Now it's time to enter the red zone. Here's your host, NFL and fantasy football analyst, Welcome back to hour number two of the Red Zone on this Wednesday evening. I'm Russ Bliss, live at Santisi Brothers Pizzeria and Sports Grill, my home away from home. For those of you who are just joining us for the first time, I do this radio program every Wednesday evening from 6 to 8 here on 1580 AM, 99.3 FM, the Fanatic, Arizona's new home for sports. Come on out to Santisi Brothers. Player free fantasy football challenge. It's a brand All right, good. So, glad the audio is working good. Two wide receivers and a kicker. We are clear as day. The top three scores. You get cash loaded onto your Santisi Brothers VIP card. Fifty dollars for first place. Thirty dollars for second. Twenty dollars for third. And of course, I do want some pizza. Whenever I hear them talk about the wings, the pizza. Over fifty flat screen HD TVs all on one wall, including a lot of bigger screens. Makes me want pizza and wings. TVs and all spread throughout their three-bar areas, their patio area. So come on out, join us. I am inside the restaurant just before the entrance to the game room. Just look for the guy wearing the Rams jersey. I've been wearing them when the Rams sucked. I wear them when the Rams are good. I am a Rams fan from childhood. Became a Cardinals fan when they moved here back in, what was that, 88? He wears the Rams. So became a season ticket holder and you know, cheered on the Cardinals and always... Uh, Always a good time out here at Santisi Brothers, so come on out and join us out here. Fantastic food, nice cold frothy beverages, served in ice cold glasses. Just one hour to go. <laughs> Joining us now on the program, as he does every Wednesday evening in the 7 o'clock hour from the FantasyFootballShow.com and SleeperU.com, it's our good buddy Smitty. Smitty, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good, Russ. Can you hear me better th- tonight than you could last time? Yeah, I'm doing a whole lot better uh, now uh, than, than last week, uh, where unfortunately we had some technical difficulties, but everything's sounding good, and uh, really appreciate you uh, taking the time to join us out here. Now, when we talked last week, you were talking about the 24-hour fantasy football talk marathon that you were doing on the fantasyfootballshow.com on YouTube. How'd that go? It went good, Russ. I had a cold, 
So it, I had to quit. I call it quits about uh, hour 18. But we, I mean, we had an awesome show. We had uh, Andy Holloway from the Fantasy Footballers on. We had a, a bunch of big name faces. I wish we could have got you on. I know you're a busy guy. Uh, maybe next time. But it was awesome. I, I Last time I in February, I made it all 24 hours. And the only reason I had to call it quits is because I had a cold. I wasn't doing good. Uh, but it was successful. We had a fun. We had a fun time. It was just. Uh, it was a blast. I actually got out of the studio. I ran. Um, you know, the dog took a, a poop in the house, and I had to clean it live. Uh, it was. It was Smitty's real life for us. It was. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, sorry I couldn't make it on that uh, over the uh, uh, last Friday, but uh, sounds like as though it went uh, pretty well. Tell people more about the FantasyFootballShow.com in this YouTube channel that you have. Yeah, so I'm on it now. I'm on it live right now, and uh, you know we started it in February. It's just me. I'm I'm a one man band, but I love to have as many fantasy football minds like yourself on the show. Bring a lot of value to everybody. But I built a studio. Um, I've had SleeperU.com. Uh, you know, for a while, but I just started the fantasy football show brand and it's just the video version of my content. Uh, and, and in, in literally six short months, we've gone from like zero to 2,400 plus subscribers. We just crossed over 2.1 million watch minutes per 28 days. So every month we, we averaged over 2.1 million watch minutes. That's crazy for a show that just started right now. I got 74 people in the room that are listening to me right this very second as I talk to you, and they're excited. They love the format, the fact that I can I can go on this show weekly and they get to hear you know what we've been doing for 16 years together, Russ. You've been doing it 23. You are a dinosaur. You've been doing this longer than anybody uh, in the world. It's crazy. Uh, that, uh, you know, I... Uh, I, I... Thank you for the compliment, but uh, the same, yeah, I am the fantasy, the original fantasy football curmudgeon. I have been doing it that damn long. I remember when you couldn't get television to talk about fantasy football, no. you couldn't get radio to talk about fantasy football. It was groundbreaking back in the mid-1990s doing something like this, and I'm amazed at how the industry has changed the entire outlay of of sports really now all the pregame shows tell you all about the fantasy football information they've got the scrolling tracker to let you know about yep. who the inactives are and all that stuff and of course they do a special fantasy segment to just go ahead and break it down and then they've got their own league that they talk about as well something that was unheard of 23 years ago yeah and and russ let's not forget you you somewhat there's an argument to be made that you somewhat invented daily fantasy sports um, doing your, your, your contest there at Santisi Brothers. That was not available back when you started doing that, and, and so I just want to throw that out there. Oh, I really appreciate that. You know, the first incarnation of the Fantasy Football Challenge was a salary cap game where you came out and I provided you with salary sheets for the week that were always updated every week. I updated the sheets to give new uh, values to the players based Looks like we cut out there for a second. I'm going to hang tight. Uh, we may have got dropped or... Th- <laughs> There's the break. There's the break. So we'll talk about some fantasy stuff as we go into the next segment. 
you guys got questions, ask them now and I'll answer them. 1580 The Fanatic, your new home for sports. Need a place to catch all your sports action? Look We're on no a break. Can you guys still hear them on commercial, or is it actually muted? Just west of I-17 on Bell Road uh, in the Bell Canyon I muted Pavilions, it, but I don't, I don't know if you can still hear it. With over 100 high-def televisions, including the wide wall of sports, over 50 Hit me with some fantasy wall, questions. You'll see it all. They have the best food and wait. offer great specials like a Sunday brunch, Monday night football buffet, crab legs on Wednesday and Saturday nights, and a Friday night fish fry. So remember, if it ain't Sandeasy so, Brothers... Forget Would you rather it. have in PPR? The NASCAR Hopkins, season is back, and 1580 The Fanatic Zeke, is your exclusive Montgomery, home for auto racing in Phoenix. Or Hopkins, Thomas Kelsey. Hopkins, Zeke, Montgomery. Okay, you still hear it. It's going to be a little loud. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Arizona's new yeah, sorry about how loud it is while we're on break, but fanatic. to connect this way, I'm unable to meet them. Sign up today for them. the Fanatic Harmon Solar Pro Football Picks Contest and your chance to win $5,000 cash courtesy of Harmon Solar. Just make your picks each week for the opportunity to win weekly prizes and the $5,000 grand prize at the end of the season. Go to 1580thefanatic.com right we're now. We're on a break. Summer. We're it's going back on CBS money. Sports Radio. The Fanatic will get right into some fantasy questions right away. Over your Mellow, eight games, and Hunt just sitting there. Well, that's an argument, but I still, I still cuff. Hunt and Chubb, because it's not about eight games. Even if, let's say, Hunt was playing those eight games and wasn't suspended, you hope that you're not using Hunt for those eight games anyway. So, Quan, I get what you're saying. It makes sense. Would you pick Zeke Sunday at five? Mark, I'd take Zeke at four. Take Zeke at four, grab Pollard. I'll bring that up on this. Well, we have great news for you. Hey, Smitty, you still there? I'm still here. All right, cool. Yeah, is uh, the tie line that we have it just completely cut off? No, no problem. Uh, do you remember where we left off? <laughs> uh, yeah, we left off uh, just talking in, in general about Russ and his background, so we can get right into fantasy. It's fine. All right, cool. Put you on hold. Yep. You can't afford not to call us. If you DJ, we left off. Just talk about your uh, history of fancy football. Thomas and Kelsey. Again. Get Viagra for less than three dollars a pill. Call one eight hundred eight six five. Yeah, that's what he said. Let's get right into a fancy football. I'll probably say five hundred dollars and get forty pills for just ninety nine dollars. Healthy man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at one eight hundred eight six five zero one one six to take your call now. Call one eight hundred eight six five zero one one six. That's one eight hundred. Especially of his Again, dynasty. But make sure you get Hunt. Make sure you, you get Hilliard. If you encounter back a wrong-way driver, let's hope you never find out. But if you ever uh, do, yeah, see I a wrong-way driver I, I, I switch something on the board. 
We got Monty in the third round. Alright, 20 seconds out. 20 seconds out. YouTube.com slash the Arizona Football Show. Instagram. Get with it. Hi, this is Danny Hamlin, driver of the number 11 FedEx Toyota. Who do I start? Two to three of DJ Moore, Marlon Mack, Chris Godwin. Mack and Godwin. You can follow Russ right here. Okay, so um, I I think that uh, let's see here. What? Okay, here we go. We're gonna go live. Arizona's new home for sports. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Gotcha. Yeah. Henderson. You know, it just wouldn't be the early part of the yeah, season. Yeah, way to scoop you up know, preseason without some technical glitches. So I apologize for that, Smitty. Don't know where we left off. Uh, don't know when it got disconnected. But let's just go ahead and start diving into what it. the people really want to hear about, and that is wide receivers. So we talked about running backs pretty extensively last week. I talked with running backs with Gary Davenport in the first hour pretty extensively. Uh, Let's go ahead and take a look at this list uh, of mine that I have uh, updated, and you won't tell me where I'm wrong and whether you like a guy much more or a lot less than I do, and we'll go over each tier. In tier number one, I have got DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas, and Tyreek Hill. Agree or disagree? Um, the only guy I'd say I'd move up in there uh, is Odell Beckham Jr., and I know I'm higher on him than most people but for me, he's my number. He, he's quietly, Russ, I don't draft him this high, quietly the, the guy I, fi- I think will finish number one for all wide receivers in 2019. I think he's happy. A happy Odell will be a healthy Odell. He's been working out, tr- trying to work on himself, and, and being happy and getting thrown footballs from Baker, Baker, touchdown maker, is going to make all the difference in the world, and we're going to remember why this guy is the most exciting wide receiver in fantasy football and in the NFL. So I'd slot him right above Tyreek. You know, I've got Odell Beckham right there at the very top of tier number two. Uh, Odell Beckham, Juju Smith-Schuster, Julio Jones, Mike Evans from Tampa Bay. Again, agree or disagree? Uh, I, I probably slide Juju right up there in that, that first tier. But I do think uh, you know Julio is in a tier two for me, and I take a lot of heat for that, Russ. But I heard you talking about it earlier at the top of the show that you're worried about the lack of touchdowns. He does play hurt a lot. At some point, a player drops off. It happens. I'm not saying it's going to be this year because obviously I'm still drafting him at like 14, 15. If I was predicting bust, I wouldn't take him there. But I'm cautious with where I take him, and and I think that yeah, he does fall into that tier. I think Mike Evans. I think Julio uh, are are really and and I think I pull Tyreek down into that tier and I throw Odell and Juju up. But basically, we have essentially um, we're in line with the top eight. It's just a little bit different. Then in tier number three, I've got uh, nine wide receivers uh, listed here: Keenan Allen from the Chargers, Antonio Brown, Amari Cooper, Adam Thielen, Brandon Cooks, T.Y. Hilton, Stephon Diggs, Chris Godwin and Robert Woods. 
yeah, it, I mean, it's hard to argue that's that's a very, you know, I think Godwin's going to have a big year. I think Diggs could have a big year. Uh, Hilton, I've been I've been thinking he's been getting overdrafted even before the Luck retirement. Thielen gets overdrafted if he's going anywhere in the second round. I think Thielen makes a pretty decent like third drafted player if you're he's your late third drafted player. But I see people still taking him in the second round. It's just too high for me. Uh, you know, Cooper has the upside, but I still worry a little bit. I think out of all these wide receivers in this tier that you have here, uh, the one guy that stands out the most. Um, is probably Antonio Brown. I think I like Keenan Allen and Cooper right below him, but Antonio Brown, as much risk as there is with this guy, we have, other than his debacles off the field, we have yet to see him falter on the field. And so for me, it's really hard to not see him at the top of this tier and a guy that I at least want to take a gamble on in one or two leagues, Russ. I have to have shares of Antonio Brown. I have to ride this roller coaster, Russ. It's going to be fun. I don't care what anybody says. The drama's fun. Was I missing anybody from from those top three tier groups right there? Um, you know, I, you could talk about. I, I don't. Uh, I'm looking at my rankings. Uh, Calvin Ridley could slip in there. Um, I think he's going to have a big year. The passing of the torch will happen at some point. I don't know that it'll be this year. And I take again a lot of heat for for talking up Ridley so much and and, and, and pumping out caution when it comes to Julio. But that would be the only guy that I see that may not be as high on my rankings uh, as as he is on yours. But uh, past that, I mean, it's very arguable in that third tier. Well, tier number four got uh, 11 players in tier number four, which is one of the reasons why I'm willing to go ahead and wait on, uh, on wide receivers and load up on running backs uh, earlier in drafts because these are guys that normally you're able to get in like round four, round five, round six. Uh, Julian Edelman, Kenny Galladay, Tyler Lockett, Mike Williams from the Chargers, DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley, Cooper Cup, Tyler Boyd, Allen Robinson, Alshon Jeffrey, and Josh Gordon. Yeah, that's um, so arguable. I, I think if I ranked those guys, I'd rank them differently every hour I did it. And if someone says they don't feel that way about rankings this deep, I think they're not being truthful because it's so hard to do these rankings and feel like you have it nailed every single time. Um, you know, from guys like Galladay or Lockett. Lockett, I think, gets overdrafted. He gets drafted too high because he's ultra-efficient. And that either tells you two things, that he's either going to explode once he gets the targets, or it tells you that that he had an outlier-type year, or it tells you that, that Russell Wilson isn't able to feed a guy consistent targets. So I see him go way too high. I like Boyd a lot. I think A.J. Green could slip into this tier. Um, you know, he could miss three, four, five games. Who knows at this point? It could be sooner. A lot of these guys come back sooner. Uh, but I love Ridley in this group. Um, I love Curtis uh, – or I'm sorry, you see in the next group, Curtis Samuel. Uh, I like Curtis Samuel maybe slipping in there. Landry maybe slipping in this tier. Um, Josh Gordon, I want to ask you about Josh Gordon. Do you think Josh Gordon – you have him ranked pretty high, 28th. He was like off people's boards – you know, months ago, do you think Josh Gordon has a potential to be a high-end wide receiver too in 2019? Yeah, actually, I do. I think that it all depends. If Josh Gordon can keep his head on straight, Josh Gordon is a dynamic wide receiver. Now, granted, I think he's only played like 17 games in the last four years, but he is so dynamic, so physically dominant out there that if his head is on straight, and the one place that usually gets a lot of players' heads on straight is New England. Much as I like to razz the Patriots 
for for things, uh, you know, like beating the Rams twice in Super Bowls. But uh, Josh Gordon is one of those guys that really can be a big difference maker. Very, very talented. Just a matter, is his head going to stay on straight? Is he going to stay clean? Is he going to stay sober? Is he going to stay unsuspended? If he does... I think that there is great potential for him to actually have a very good quality wide receiver two season. If it doesn't, he's going to drop out of this, uh, and I'm going to look foolish. Well, you know, I, I think you're you've nailed it on the on the head there, Russ. I mean, he's got the the talent, and uh, if he gets the opportunity, I think he'll deliver. I do like Nikhil Harry a lot. I think Nikhil Harry by the end of the year, and uh, if you'll remember back during Odell Beckham Jr.'s. Uh, rookie year, Russ. Um, I did go on the show, and I'm like, this guy's going to be a top five wide receiver, and it was not so well received by most people at that point. Uh, I have the same feeling about Nikhil Harry, and I think that Nikhil Harry, within one to two years, that doesn't mean that heading into next year, it means heading into his third year. In one to two years, this guy could be looking like a top five overall fantasy fo- football wide receiver. He is so talented. He's bleeding just talent, and he reminds me of a Calvin... Uh, Calvin Johnson meets Terrell Owens, and and by the end of the year, regardless of, of how good Josh Gordon's doing, I know there's some questions about, well, what happens if Tom Brady leaves? I think they'll figure that out, and, and, and Jarrett Stidham might be actually pretty good, and if the hoodie stays, he might develop this guy. Um, but I think that quarterback can be addressed, but Nikhil Harry is the guy that I think by the end of the year looks like a monster. You know, when we were doing our dynasty draft and I had the first overall pick in that particular league, I was seriously contemplating Harry instead of uh, Josh Jacobs. But I had to go with the running back because one of the things that's always been one of my problems is that running backs, when they get injured and you're in a league where you've got 12 teams and everyone's got 23 people on their rosters, pickings are slim. Yep, they sure are. Sure are. Um, uh, also, Russ, before we leave, leave tonight, just remind me, I'd like to talk. I heard you guys, you and uh, Gary talking about Gordon, um, talking about Zeke. I'd like to address that before we get to the end of the show, just just because I, I think that's a great topic. And people have been asking about it in the, in the room here. We'll definitely do that. Uh, let's go ahead and go through tier number five, then we'll take some texts at the text line, 888-368-1580. I've got four lined up here for, uh, for answering questions. So if you want to chime in on that, definitely do that, 888-368-1580. But tier number five for the wide receivers, taking it all the way to wide receiver number 40. I've got top of the tier, Robbie Anderson, then Will Fuller, Curtis Samuel, Marvin Jones, Christian Kirk, Jarvis Landry, Dante Pettis, Corey Davis, Sammy Watkins, Sterling Shepard, D.D. Westbrook, and Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, I like D.D. a lot. I think he could climb all the way to the top of that tier. I like Landry a lot. I think he could climb into the next tier. Um, Pettis, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure on. I think either he's going to have a better year than people think or, or Debo Samuel is going to become the next Anquan Bolden. I love D. This rookie class, Russ, I love. I absolutely love this rookie class, and I think Debo is going to be a machine uh, in the future. I like Curtis Samuel a lot. I like Will Fuller for as long as he can stay on the field. He, him and Curtis Samuel, I think, have the probably the most appeal. Him and Landry, those two and Landry, of climbing into not only the top, the next tier, but you know, to the top of the next tier. I think they're very capable of that. He's Smitty from the FantasyFootballShow.com, SleeperU.com. Definitely check him out. Uh, Smitty, some text here. Uh, 
FUBAR1000 asked, which quarterback wide receiver stack should one target as a draft strategy? Who are you double downing with? I mean, obviously, Aaron Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams has to be one of the top ones. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. and Baker Baker touchdown maker is probably my second favorite. Um, actually, I'd say I'd say Mahomes and Tyreek Hill maybe would be my favorite. Uh, I love all three, Russ. Those are my favorite. I don't think there's. I know a lot of people might say Ryan and Julio. I think those are the only three that really make a ton of sense for me because I think those offenses will be so aggressive. And they won't. You won't have those weeks where they don't do well very often. Um, whereas I think other offenses, other stacks might be appealing, but I think they could be more inconsistent. But um, I think Mahomes, and we could talk about Mahomes at the end too, if you don't mind. I think Mahomes has a chance to repeat. Uh, I know a lot of people disagree with that, and I'm fine with that, and I'd love to, to debate that in a little bit too. Okay, we'll definitely talk about that. There's one other that's not going to cost you as much as. Uh as the two that, that you mentioned with Mahomes and Tyreek Hill or uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, mm-hmm. and that's Ben Roethlisberger and Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, yeah. I think that that's another good combination that you could definitely have. And with Roethlisberger sliding as far as he is in draft, you grab Smith-Schuster in round number two, you come back around in round number ten and take Ben Roethlisberger, you set yourself up pretty nicely with that combo too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Roethlisberger goes in double-digit rounds sometimes, so that's a great point. Um, that is another stack to consider for sure. Now, a uh, couple of questions about tight ends on here. The Hefty Lefty sends us any thought on a breakout tight end this year. And then Papa Mike said, great job on the running backs. Hope you break down the tight ends, too, since I can use them in the flex. He's drafting number two. What do you think about the tight ends? Who's a good breakout tight end candidate for you? So, yeah, breakout, I mean, you can't call Kittle a breakout. He already broke out. But I think at third-round value, he can win you a league because he has that that Travis Kelsey ceiling. But he costs you what Kelsey cost you last year, which is why people had such an advantage last year when they drafted Travis Kelsey. Now everybody's taking Kelsey in round one and two. And I think that leaves a void at both your running back and wide receiver spots to the tune that it doesn't have you looking very, very solid coming out of your draft. I never like the look of a team that has Travis Kelsey in the first round or even the top 15. So Kittle is the guy if you want to go early because the third round gets sketchy and you can get that guy that has a potential 10 TD, 1,300 yards, 80, 80 to 85 receptions. As far as breakouts, I think... TJ Hawkinson could have a breakout year for a rookie. The tight end pool gets really thin after the big three, Kelsey, Kittle, Ertz. Then you're looking at O.J. Howard, Hawkinson, Hunter Henry. My favorites, David and Joku, who I think could have be number four. I think he could be the number four tight end in 2019. And I love when people think that, that the Browns will have too many mouths to feed, and they're judging it based on last year's output. Like this team, we haven't even seen. Just like everybody didn't see Kansas City coming the way that they brought the offense and how many fantasy points they scored on a weekly basis. People aren't looking at the the Cleveland Browns situation properly because there's going to be so many more footballs going around than last year that that a guy like uh, Njoku could get 900, 800 yards. He's not going to get 1,400. We're talking about tight end four or five. Very different than tight ends one through three. We're talking about a 900-yard tight end, but a guy that could give you eight, nine TDs. Hunter Henry could finally have that breakout year. Evan Ingram looks like he could be pretty good this year. And I like Daniel Jones a lot more than I thought, Russ. I admit I was wrong on Daniel Jones. He looks so crisp and sharp. I think maybe Evan Ingram does have a better year than I anticipated. Uh, And then you got, you know, uh, Jared Cook could be a potential guy. But past that, Russ, I don't know. Darren Waller, if you want to talk deep, deep, deep guy. 
Well, if you want to go real, real, real deep, I suppose T.J. Hawkinson by the end of the year could be someone that we're talking about as a uh, as a potential breakout for next year. But I think we covered that one pretty well. Uh, we're just about to the uh, to the music, so. Real quick, what's your I got mystery girl here. What's your opinion uh, on running back Damian Williams of the Chiefs? Love Damian Williams, and oddly enough, Russ, I get people that, that think I'm flip flop flip flopping when I talk about Darwin Thompson because I love him too. I draft Darwin Thompson in almost every league I'm in, and especially leagues where I don't have Damian because if starting, he's a top five to ten running back. This is the same formula with James Conner in Pittsburgh. It's a, it's the same thing that's going to happen in Pit, in Kansas City. But I love Damian Williams if you pair him to Darwin Thompson. So at the end of the second round, or especially in the third, he is a top 5-10 to 10 running back. Just cuff him to Darwin and you're golden. This is an offense that, 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 that gave Damian Williams 10 TDs over his 6 starts last year. His 4 regular season games and his 2 playoff games. 10 TDs and over 100 yards a game. And he looked fantastic in the preseason Uh so I love Damian, but you have to cuff him to Darwin, who's the most explosive, uh, one of the most explosive running backs to, to stand have standalone value in rounds like eight, nine, or ten. He's Smitty from the Fantasy Football Show and SleeperU.com. Smitty, we're going to put you on hold. We'll bring you up on the other side. We'll continue to talk about uh, some wide receivers. Also, get into some more running back talk. You wanted to talk about Patrick Mahomes and the uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Melvin Gordon. We'll definitely do that on the other side. I'm Russ Bliss. I'm live at Fantasy Brothers. You're listening to the Red Zone Talking Fantasy Football in the NFL on 1580 AM, 99.3 FM, The Fanatic. Arizona's new right, guys. Hit me with some questions. You got to deal with the audio. Fanatic.com for the latest podcast and interviews. See if I can mute this. Looking for Arizona's best sports bar restaurant? Don't settle. Come to Santisi Brothers Pizzeria and Sports Grill. Oh, I can hold there. I was able to hold the call. I'll have to check back in with them. But hit me with some fantasy questions, and I'll jump back over and make sure we don't miss the the show. <clears throat> Sorry, figuring out some of the, the new technical uh, avenues that we're taking to get this show popping live on the YouTube channel here at youtube.com slash the fantasy football show. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So live on CBS Sports Radio, uh, the affiliate, The Fanatic, 1580 AM in Phoenix. And we are going to go back on the show live for another about 28 minutes. Um, Please help. Running back two, says Mike. Uh, I'm sorry, two running back, three wide receiver, PPR. I have Connor... I have Chubb, late keepers, draft Zeke second overall, or go Julio Odell um, because you have two running backs already. If you can start three running backs, I definitely go Zeke, and I cuff him to Tony Pollard. I like Odell, I like Julio, but you're talking about passing on talent for positional need, and I don't usually do that. I would trade Connor for a wide receiver. Can you trade Connor for... Uh, a Mike Evans, can you trade Connor for an Odell Beckham Jr. later? Can you trade Connor for a pick that can get you Odell Beckham Jr.? Look at that. But I don't pass on Zeke. Zeke is my number four right now. 
If you can get Zeke, go with Connor Chubb, um, says Larry. Darwin, I got late in the draft, and he's one of my favorite picks. I love Darwin, Darwin, but I still love Damian, and it confuses people. And for some reason, when I say go get Darwin, he's one of my favorite grabs, standalone players. And then the next week, someone hears me talking about Damian. They go, Smitty, you're flip-flopping. Now you like Damian? Like, I love both. I don't know how else to say it. (laughs) It's a cuffing situation, but in the standalone department, Darwin Thompson has about the most standalone value you can get. Kat says, Samuel's not Connor. You got Darwin, Hendy, Singletary, and you're saying Samuel's. Okay. Is Adrian Peterson worth a late roster spot? Um, Yeah, I guess in deep leagues. Just checking that call. I'm glad I could put it on hold. Sorry about the first segment of the first commercial break. Not putting it on hold for you guys as you hear the audio blaring. Um, How many people we got in the room right now? We're going back live on CBS Sports Radio in just a second. Okay, 87. Hit the thumbs up, people. 87 people in the room and only got 41 thumbs up. If I brought you value, please hit that button. Still on hold. 15.80 a.m. About to go back live. Let's go live on Instagram. Get the people over here. I'm taking high upside rookies. I am too, Jaws. That's the best way to go. Uh, I'm not feeling all the way confident in on on winning again. Why not? We're on uh, CBS Sports Radio, guys. Monty in the morning. That is a strong comparison that I hear every day. Oh, Kyler Murray's just like Patrick Mahomes. No, he's not. And until he proves he is, I would slow your roll on that. Kyler Murray and Patrick Mahomes. About ready to go live again. We're going to talk a little Pat Mahomes, a little Zeke Elliott, a little Melvin Gordon. I'm going to tell you why you need to draft. I'm going to tell you why you need to draft. Zeke Elliott and and Melvin Gordon in 2019. Hey, Smitty, I had my first dynasty draft tonight and had the fourth pick and drafted Elliott, Mahomes, and Kelsey. That's bro. That's sick. Fantastic job. Darwin is shifty enough, says Jaws. I I agree. We're back. Welcome back to the Red Zone, talking fantasy football in the NFL on 1580 AM, 99.3 FM, the Fanatic, Arizona's new home for sports. Yes, Bumpy, you're right. Santisi Brothers Pizzeria and Sports Grill. Got about half an hour left to go in the show. Come on out, show your sports. YouTube.com slash the Fantasy Football Show on CBS Sports. It's a free game that you can come out and play every week out here at Santisi Brothers. And remember, even though I am not on the air on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I am still here at Santisi Brothers taking entries for the Fantasy Challenge. I am here from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays. On the air on Wednesdays from 6 to 8, but I am out here at Sandeezy's 5 to 7 on Tuesdays and Thursdays, so definitely make plans to come on out and join us up here sometime uh, during the NFL season. Our guest on the program this hour, Smitty from the Fantasy Football Show and SleeperU.com. Smitty, uh, we just went over, like, the top 40 wide receivers. Uh, were there any guys that were not in that top 40 that you uh, felt should have been or possibly some guys that you see further down the list that you're like, well, you know what, these are guys that I'm really trying to go after in middle to late rounds of my draft. 
I don't think anybody got left out that I think rises, you know, to the top. Other than like maybe if you say uh, Geronimo Allison and, and Valdez Scantling, you don't know which one to grab. But both of them are falling far enough, Russ, where you can almost grab both of them if you're. I you're, have a clear preference on those two. You do? Okay. Who's your Who's your guy? Oh, Geronimo Allison, easily. Yeah. Because Marquez Valdez Scantling would not have gotten any chance whatsoever if Geronimo Allison hadn't gotten injured last year. He was on his way to having a breakout style type of season. Mm-hmm. I think Geronimo Allison is one of those guys that I'm getting, you know, in rounds 11, 12, that is just, I expect to pay huge dividends for me. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree. I draft Allison first, but grabbing both, if let's say you go. Running back heavy, Russ, you have one wide receiver and you like literally just stock up on like Kittle. You have running backs galore. You have Mahomes somehow or whatever. And you have this one wide receiver and you need a very sneaky good wide receiver too. It's Allison and, and MVS. And you waste a roster spot on having both, but you guarantee yourself a thousand yard receiver. But I agree with you. I think it's going to be Allison. I think Debo Samuel has, as I mentioned earlier, kind of a sneaky good rookie year. So if you need a very, very late him and Nikhil Harry, I think, even though they're rookies, they could have really good finishes to their 2019 uh, season. I'm not big on DK Metcalf. I don't think uh, Hollywood Brown or AJ Brown are in a good situation. Miko Hardman, we'll see what happens. But as far as the rookies go, it's Samuel, it's Nikhil Harry. These guys are the ones that are rosterable guys that could be in lineups. Like Cortland Sutton could climb up. Uh, you know, he's just been in kind of a QB. A mess for a while. So once he gets settled with his QB, maybe Lockett's in there or whatever, Sutton could rise a little bit. Um, we talked about Josh Gordon. Mike Williams uh, is going really high in some leagues and falling in others. I think he has some value depending on where he's going. Curtis Samuel, Will Fuller. Uh, those are the guys really, Russ, that are like outside the top 25 to 30 that I think have potential to climb up really high. You know, and two more guys. Second-year guys that I think are definitely worth drafting later in drafts, and you can get them on the cheap in the last couple of rounds usually. Anthony Miller from Chicago and Michael Gallup for Dallas. These are guys that are emerging wide receivers. They didn't have spectacular rookie seasons. Miller had injury problems. Uh, Gallup, of course, was in a situation there in Dallas where he just couldn't get featured more, and Dak Prescott did not exactly have you know, the greatest rapport with his wide receivers last year. But a second year in the system, I think that both of these guys have a chance to really take a step up and pay like wide receiver four dividends for a guy you're rostering as your wide receiver five. Yeah, um, I have to agree. Those are those are good calls as well. Um, I, I think of the big names, Russ, I think that, that, again, Odell, while he's ranked five or six to some people, I think he could be you know one or two this year. I think he could have 14, 15 TDs. I think Baker Mayfield is such a diff- on a different level in terms of delivering fantasy goodness to Odell and the happiness Odell is going to have playing with his best friend Jarvis Landry, being on a team that I think is winning, which will be such a change and we'll see a better attitude out of the guy, a harder worker, which will keep him more healthy. Um, And then as I talked about Ridley climbing up, uh, Evans is sometimes underrated being as good as anybody in the top five wide receivers and sometimes he goes at the tail end of the second um, Godwin could have a big year too. What's that say for Jameis Winston? Why is Jameis Winston ranked relatively low compared to when you look at the wide receivers and what I think of these wide receivers? I don't know. I don't know how to answer that, Russ. But Winston, for some uh, reason, I always kind of worry about. Jameis Winston is one of those polarizing type fantasy quarterbacks. There's two. The, there is good Jameis Winston and there is bad Jameis Winston. 
And when Jameis Winston is bad, he is horrifically bad. And when he is good, he is incredibly awesome. I've got Winston actually ranked as my number 15 overall quarterback. I've got him in tier number three for quarterbacks with guys like Carson Wentz, Drew Brees, Matt Stafford, Philip Rivers, and Dak Prescott. In my opinion, he's one of those guys that I really want as a backup quarterback. Maybe not my full-time starter, but definitely want to have a piece of him as a backup quarterback in my fantasy leagues due to his tremendous upside. Yeah. Speaking of quarterbacks, you said you wanted to talk a little bit about Patrick Mahomes. So. Yeah, so Patrick Four Mahomes, the, the the argument here, Russ, that I, I get and understand the argument. I mean, we've been doing this as long as anybody, so it's no new news to say, oh, the fantasy industry or people in general say to wait on a quarterback. It's a very common thing. I have always gone against the grain in this. I think you could probably look at any of the leagues we've done together, and I either own Aaron Rodgers, uh, Watson, Mahomes, uh, or Baker Mayfield, those are like the only four quarterbacks I typically roster uh, in 2019 and beyond. And I just find value in anchoring my team around a guy in the fourth or third drafted slot, whatever, uh, that can score you potentially 40 TDs in a season. Now, I know that that doesn't come around every year, but I think we have a, a season in front of us where four guys, and, and I always left luck out of this, and thank God I did, because Luck retired. But I always left him out, and I took a lot of heat for having Watson over him. But Watson, I think, is kind of a big year. The year he should have had last year, but he just was. He needs to be. He needed to be one more year removed from that ACL tear. But Watson could have 40 total TDs. Baker could throw for 36, 37, run for three or four, have 40 total TDs. Um, and Aaron Rodgers could definitely throw for 40. Now, I, I get the argument. 5,000 TDs. Uh, 5,000 yards, 5,000 TDs, 5,000 yards, 50 TDs. No one can repeat that. I, I get it. I hear everybody say it all the time. But the thing about Mahomes is that he rushed for a ton of TDs as a, at the college level. He's one of the better rushing quarterbacks in the NFL. He didn't need to do that last year. If for some reason defenses figure him out, which they won't, the guy can throw without looking. Uh, if they figure him out to the tune that he throws 40 TDs, Russ, or 44, let's say, He's going to run for five or six. He only ran for two TDs last year. I think he easily could score 48 to 50 TDs again. Uh, and 4,800 yards, let's say he's 200 yards off. I see no reason why a guy that, that has only played one year as a starter isn't afforded the same respect that other quarterbacks get in terms of, oh, this guy can get better, this guy can score more points. This was his first year, and I don't see how people don't think he could improve upon it or at least repeat it when he has all the same weapons and he looks phenomenal this offense is so impossible to stop no one's figuring out anything when it comes to this offense and for me he is he is a home run in the third round home run oh yeah if you can get Patrick Mahomes in the third round I am definitely all over the idea of getting Patrick Mahomes in the third round problem is, is that he's never in the third round he's always being selected in round number two to play devil's advocate it's, it's not that I don't think that anyone gives him the the uh, ability to repeat what he did last year. It's just that history has shown it time and time again. When somebody has one of these outrageous seasons as a quarterback, the next year they never live quite up to those expectations. They go from 50 touchdowns to 39. You know, it doesn't sound like a 39 touchdowns. So hell of a lot of touchdowns for a quarterback to be throwing. But when you set the bar so high in one year, 
you're much more likely to not meet that expectation in the next year as you are to ever exceed that well, expectation. These kind so. of things were meant to be, you know, things happen for a first time when they happen for the first time. And, and I think that I, I'm not going to just look at the historical data and say, hey, uh, I get it and I understand if people want to be cautious about it. But I think what I, when I go at people, Russ, it's when they say that it can't happen, you know, when they act like this is not a possible thing. If they say, I don't, I don't think it's likely or I'm going to roll the dice that it doesn't happen, I get that. I'm all for that. You know, differing opinions rock. But I just find it so funny that when I do draft Mahomes in the third round, Russ, and sometimes he falls, it depends on the fantasy circle you're in, he either falls to like 2.08 or in an expert league, he typically goes, in a lot of the expert leagues I do, in the third round, and you get ridiculed for taking him because you're supposed to wait on a QB and he can't repeat it. He can't repeat it is what people say. And like I said, if he throws for 44, 45 Russ, he's going to run for four or five. And if he throws for 4,800 instead of 5,000, I'm fine with that. I, I, I really truly believe he's going to throw for at least 47, 4,800 yards, run for more yards to make up for a little bit of that difference, not all of it, but I think he scores 50 total TDs in 2019. I'm fine. I'm fine banking on it, and I don't think he's going to make me look like a fool on this one. Well, I tell you what, Smitty, that's one of the reasons why I love having you on the program and have enjoyed you being on the program for the last 16 years with me uh, here in the Red Zone is because you've got strong opinions. You ain't afraid of expressing your strong opinions. When you're wrong, you're wrong. When you're right, you're right. When you hit on your, uh, on your sleepers, it is awesome. And as everyone knows, all of us have differing opinions when it comes to the players. We all kind of grind things a little differently. The... the the, the proof is in the success that we've had and the longevity that we've had in the years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, let's go ahead and turn to uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Melvin Gordon. You know, I was asked, I asked the question of Gary in the first hour. I'm going to ask you the exact same question. You're on your way to your draft. You are you're like in your car. You're listening to the radio. Uh, all of a sudden, you hear breaking news. Ezekiel Elliott has reported to Cowboys training camp. We'll play in week one. Melvin Gordon has reported to the Chargers. He's going to play in week number one. Your draft sheets that you have with you at that moment do not have these players ranked as if they're in camp right now. Where do you instantly slot them in your draft? Let me first put it this way, Russ. I've been going on a rampage saying that that even if they announce that, and they won't, I'm just trying to give people a grasp of how I feel about this. If they said Zeke Elliott will play week three, he will not play week one and two, I draft him number four overall. He, for him to fall outside the top four, and and to, it's crazy to me because I got him at ten in one of my buddy leagues. Uh, it's a money league. I was ear to ear grin when he fell to me at ten. I could not believe it. Uh, and and when I tell people over and over that uh, they're at the number five spot, take Zeke Elliott. You take Pollard. You pair the two together. You have a top one to three running back. You might even have Russ more points. With Pollard and Zeke, with Pollard playing week one and two, uh, and Zeke playing fourteen games in some weird way, because Zeke will be fresh and playing less games, and they'll be able to just give him the rock more than they normally would, and he might have this stellar fourteen week span. It might end up working out the same as if he played sixteen games. He is my number four overall player, locked and loaded. I even consider him at three, although I I tend to let him fall to four, uh, and I have lately. If he's back. 
If he's going to play week one, Russ, he's my number two overall. Alvin Kamara has been my number one overall all offseason long, which doesn't sometimes ruffles feathers, Russ, because people act like he's in a committee. One of the funniest things I think I've heard all offseason is that Alvin Kamara is in a running back by committee. Uh, I think it depends on how you define a committee because, to me, a guy that gets 81 receptions every single year is not in a committee. He is used a unique way, and he's my number one. But Zeke's my number two if he signed. He's my number four even if he's not signed. I go get Pollard. And then Melvin Gordon is one of my favorite fourth-round grabs right now. If he is back, let's say starting week one, uh, I think, yeah, he's tail end of that first round. I think I worry a little bit about injury because he hasn't been you know, with the team and he's an injury-prone guy, but I still think I draft him with like the bookend picks because I still like Cook. I take Cook at like 11, 12. I'm not afraid to take Dalvin Cook early. I don't care what people think. I've been saying that all offseason. I love Dalvin Cook. Nick Chubb's right there. Uh, Mike Thomas, Adams, you can't go wrong in that top 9, 10, 11. But I might take Gordon right where you're taking Bell, which is like, you know, right after uh, after you take, uh, you know, the, the big four running backs. And then it's like Cook, it's like Chubb, and then Bell. Gordon might be right there if he's if he's playing week one. Well, Gordon's, uh, it, to me, it, they slide in real easy. Ezekiel Elliott falls into my top three uh and it depends as to uh, as to how I'm feeling because I've got Saquon Barkley number one. I've got Alvin Kamara number two. I would push Elliott to number three uh, above Christian McCaffrey. I might actually push Elliott to number two, you know. And mm-hmm. then Melvin Gordon probably I would slide him in in that number uh, five spot where currently I've got Nick Chubb, <laughs> and I would. Sl- Nick Chubb down to number six, and I'd take, I'd take Gordon number five if I found out that he was reporting. Here's the best advice I could give anybody, Russ. We play in so many leagues. Nobody plays in one league anymore. You are going to regret it if you don't take advantage of this dropped ADP for Zeke and for Gordon. And when Gordon's in the fourth round and you don't have one share of him, if you're drafting in four or five leagues, you don't have one share of Melvin Gordon at fourth round value, you will, I think, regret it. And if he doesn't come back till week eight, whatever, then you took a good gamble and it was fun. It was a great gamble to take. Same thing with Elliott. If he fell, fell to you at five or six and you didn't have a pick that normally got a big four running back, take a gamble in one league. It's worth it. Oh, I totally agree. Hey, Smitty, we're just about out of time. Real quick, remind everybody about uh, the fantasyfootballshow.com and sleeperu.com. Yeah, I, I, Russ, I, I upload a video almost every day. I go live or upload a video. I go live all the time. Right now I'm live. Uh, we have 95 people in the room. Last night I did a mock draft, and I had over 265 people in the room for a big string of time. It's such a fun community. It's thefantasyfootballshow.com. If you go there, it'll direct you right over to the YouTube page. So thefantasyfootballshow.com. And of course, you can find all my bold predictions and rankings at sleeperu, the letter U, um, dot com. And Russ, I'm so glad to be back. I love this show. It's one of the reasons I, I got into the fantasy space the way that I did is being on your show. And I can't thank you enough for the 16 years. Uh, it's been my pleasure and having you on here and having the uh, conversation. Uh, you take it easy. Best of luck in all your drafts. We'll talk to you next week, my friend. See you Wednesday. He's Smitty. Check him out every Wednesday here in the Red Zone in the 7 o'clock hour. We're going to step aside. We'll be right back to wrap things up on this edition of the Red Zone on 1580 AM, 99.3 FM, The Fanatic, Arizona's new home for sports. I'm Russ Blitz, and we will be right back. And that puts a wrap on show number two 
for the season, which is really the preseason show. We have another one coming up here Wednesday, every Wednesday night. You can find me right here live with Russ Bliss on 1580 AM, The Fanatic, which is a CBS Sports affiliate. We've been doing it. He's been doing it for 23 years. I've been doing it for 16 straight on his show, taking up the whole hour. I love it. I love this show. It's a great thing to mix into the YouTube channel. I can't thank Russ enough for letting us stream this live while I do it from my side of the fence. Uh, it gives us an awesome piece of content to throw out. And uh, that's going to do do it for tonight. Um, I appreciate everybody joining me. Um, fantastic show. If you missed it or if you just joined us, get on and watch uh, the replay. appreciate all of you. Don't pass on Zeke Elliott. Don't pass on Melvin Gordon at their current ADP. Zeke's falling to 6, 7, 8, 9. Get Pollard, you're fine. 14 games of Zeke, even if worst case scenario he doesn't play the first two weeks, pair it to Pollard, you're fine. Melvin Gordon, take the gamble in at least one league. And don't overthink George Kittle in the third round. Don't overthink Pat Mahomes, even at the end of the second round. He'll carry you week to week to week. I don't care what people say about drafting a QB early. They can uh, they can go... Uh, they can go with their, their little approach, and I'll go with mine. I appreciate all of you. Thank you very much. Hit subscribe if you're new. Hit thumbs up. Make sure you hit that bell. We do mock drafts, and if you don't have that bell and notifications turned on, then you're not going to be alerted when I go live to do a mock draft. So subscribe to YouTube.com slash The Fantasy Football Show and hit that like. Please hit that like button on the way out, and please comment below. All of this chat will be readable as you watch the replay but all the comments will refresh and start over. So ask your fantasy questions. I feel like I'm one of, if not the most interactive fantasy football YouTube channel out there. So comment below, ask a question, and let's get to it. Get ready. If you have any draft questions, ask those too. Thank you. You're listening to The Fantasy Football Show.